0: sell them in a book, you don't sell him just 12 ounces of paper and ink and glue. You sell him a whole new life. Love and friendship and ships at sea by night. There's all heaven and earth in a book. Christopher Morley, Parnassus on Wheels. I did discover that if you're interested in low wages, a bookstore ranks just below retail clothing sales. Except the hours are worse. Sue Grafton. People open bookstores because they want their souls back. Elizabeth Talent, Two Women. Welcome to episode 15 of Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and today's episode will focus on independent bookstores. It's kind of hard to believe that it's taken me 15 episodes to get around to this subject, but there's a lot to say, and it's unlikely I'll cover all of it today. I'll do the best I can, though. I titled today's episode, Indie Bookstores, for love and money with a question mark because there are two very distinct and different aspects of book selling as you saw from the three quotes that I put at the very beginning of this episode I believe in keeping with the Christopher Morley quote there are few more noble professions than book selling I also from personal experience agree with Sue Grafton's quote that there are few ways harder in which to put food on the table. Someone once told me if you want to make a small fortune start out with a large fortune and open a bookstore. In no time at all you'll have a small one. That's probably true from a strictly financial standpoint but I think we all know There's far more to riches than just money. And for all the difficulties, there are some major economic positives, both for the bookseller and for the community at large. So come walk with me out on the wire. We carefully tread between love and money in bookselling. Let's start off with something most people never think about when making purchases of any kind, but especially when purchasing books. The effect that it has on the overall economy of their community. Now it's certainly true that big box retailers and online giants like Amazon offer some clear advantages to consumers. Amazon will get you the lowest price possible on a book and deliver it direct to your door by drone 10 minutes before you actually order it. On the big box retailer side, Barnes & Noble, for example, offers everything from books to music to movies and coffee as well. Their children's section is larger than the entire inventory of most independent bookstores. And they offer deep discounts Smaller stores just cannot match. But there are costs to such convenience and cost savings that maybe aren't so obvious. National chains take far more out of a community economically than they ever put back in. According to a study conducted by the firm Civic Economics in the Andersonville neighborhood of Chicago, trading independent retailers for big box chains weakens the local economy. This occurs because while local stores recycle a much larger share of their sales revenue back into the local economy, chains siphon off most of the dollars spent at their stores out of the community, sending them back to corporate headquarters or distant suppliers. Now this study applies to all local businesses, not just bookstores. But bookstores are a part of the local economy, and therefore the findings are worth considering. The study found that spending $100 at one of the neighborhood's independent businesses created $68 in additional local economic activity, while spending that same $100 at a chain produced only $43 worth of local impact. The difference was due to four main factors. And I'm not trying to do an economic dissertation here, but these things are worth looking at. First, local payroll. Locally owned businesses spent a larger share of their revenue on local labor, 29% versus 23%, because they carried out all management functions on-site rather than in a corporate headquarters. Second, procurement. The local retailers spent more than twice as much buying goods and services from other local businesses. They banked locally, hired local accountants, attorneys, designers, and other professionals, advertised in local media, and where possible, ordered inventory from local firms. Third, and this is probably obvious, profits. Because their owners live in the area, a larger portion of the local retailer's profits stayed within the local economy. Fourth, and this one may not be one that you would have thought of, charitable giving. The local retailer's donated more on average to local charities and community organizations than the chains did. Now at this point, some of you may be thinking, well, I really want to support my independent bookstore, but I also want that Amazon price. Why can't I have both? Well, the simple answer is, you can't. And here's an example of why. Booksellers, whether Big Box or Amazon, independents, all get their books either directly from the publisher or from two main distributors Ingram and Baker and Taylor the amount that they pay for these books is determined solely by the number of units that they order the more copies ordered the bigger the discount for example the standard amount that a bookseller will pay to say Ingram for a copy of any given book is 60% of the cover price. At this standard rate, from the moment a bookseller puts a $20 book on their shelf, the most they can possibly make is $8 before rent, electricity, payroll, and any number of other expenses. When they reach a certain number of volumes ordered, however, the percentage that they pay the publisher or distributor goes down incrementally. So it's just simple math that some place like Amazon ordering hundreds of thousands of copies of the latest bestseller is going to get a far, far better deal from the distributor than your local bookstore that's ordering maybe ten copies. And just to step away from the abstract math for a minute, I'll give you a real-world example that happened to me when my bookstore was open a few years ago when the book version of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came out it was a big seller in my store I had even ordered enough copies that I got a fairly decent discount from the distributor But the very day the book came out after I had closed up shop for the night I got hit square in the face with the reality that independent booksellers face every single day My daughter was at Walmart with some of her friends and had called me to pick her up after I got off work. When I went by, I naturally gravitated to their book section, as I will anywhere where books are sold, just to see what people are offering. In the middle of the aisle was a huge display of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It had an extremely low price on it and already On the first day of sales marked out in marker was the original price with a new price put above that the new price was a dollar less than I had to pay the distributor to get my copies so if you wanted the benefits of my local bookstore being in the neighborhood but at the same time Wanted the price that walmart was offering i would have had to take a dollar's loss on every single copy sold and that's no way to stay in business places like walmart and target sell books like this at a loss although they get a huge discount so maybe not much of a loss as a loss leader because it gets people in the store where they'll also buy groceries and comforters any number of other things, so they can absorb the loss, but an indie bookstore can't. But enough of the money side of the love and money question. Let's get on to the love, because beyond the economic impact, that Andersonville study I mentioned earlier found that over 70% of the people surveyed actually prefer patronizing local businesses. Surveys have also shown that people prefer a more unique store and more personal interaction to the cookie cutter impersonal feel present in most large retailers. Why do we love indie bookstores? And why do indie booksellers love what they do? When we come back, we'll talk about that. I stepped into the bookshop and breathed in that perfume of paper and magic that strangely, no one had ever thought of bottling. Carlos Ruiz Safon, The Angels Game. Paper and magic. That's why we love independent bookstores and why independent booksellers love what they do in spite of often low wages and long hours I mean think about it if you're a book lover is there any better job than being surrounded by books every single day and surrounded by people who love books just as much as you do if you're an indie bookseller every time the door opened you knew someone was walking in that you had a connection to a special connection that you didn't have with a lot of other people yeah there was the occasional person who just wanted to use the bathroom or even more rarely the guy who came in and asked if you sold hammers but that was the exception not the rule and that connection between the indie bookseller and those who patronize indie bookstores goes way beyond just a surface love of books it often becomes as corny as it sounds, a friendship because most of the time you'll see those people over and over again and not in the, let me hurry up and get this transaction done as quickly as I can so that I can get on with life type way that we have in many other retail encounters. Independent bookstores invite us to do something that most of us just don't do anymore. They invite us to slow down you want to browse the titles you want to linger you want to find something that you've never seen before that you aren't looking for that presents itself to you at just the right moment that's what books do for the bookseller it can be much more than just meeting a kindred spirit time to learn as well spend any time with an indie bookseller and you'll probably find them asking what books you love the most if there's one that you're especially passionate about and you tell them so don't be surprised if somewhere down the line you find that book on their shelves when it wasn't there before because although independent booksellers love books, have access to any number of reference materials on what books are hot, what books people love. There's just no way to keep up with all of them. And a lot of them, quite frankly, are bad. Hearing what their patrons love already helps to know what to pick for others. Because if you love it, someone else is going to love it too. I experienced this a lot with my bookstore, especially with regard to a program we had called Around the World in 80 Books, bringing you the world one page at a time. I actually did a separate podcast about this. You could look it up. I knew a fair amount of literature and translation, but not nearly as much as many of my patrons did. And their suggestions made their way onto the list often replacing books that i had originally put there it's also how i first met will evans the founder of deep vellum press which specializes in books and translation and while i'm on the subject that's another reason that independent bookstores are awesome because the books are all bought by the owner and often recommended by the people who shop there, the inventory of a store takes on the feel of both its local community and its local patrons. This simply doesn't happen at Barnes & Noble. If you walk into a Barnes & Noble in Dallas, and one in Boston, they're gonna look almost exactly the same, right down to the layout, because the books are all ordered by a central purchasing department And all with the sole purpose of maximizing profits. They simply don't take risks. Indie booksellers have to take risks in order to survive. And besides, the safe route's boring. It's far more interesting to offer that volume of short stories by that new Moroccan author than it is to just go with the same old James Patterson every other big box store is offering. Some people will love it, some will hate it, a lot will ignore it. And sometimes, and this is where the paper meets magic comes in, it will change your view of the world. It can also change the way you interact in the world. I've seen it happen. I have watched in silent satisfaction as a 60 year old Dodd in the Republican Has had a 25-minute discussion with a 19-year-old hardcore liberal about the wonders of Roberto Bolaños, The Savage Detectives. We live in a world today where if you disagree even the smallest amount politically, you not only can't be friends, you basically have to hate each other. Well, in a bookstore, finding common ground with someone isn't the exception it's the rule and when you connect with someone on something that you care as much about as books you're far more likely to see them as a person rather than an adversary no matter how much you may disagree on other things it's a start and nowadays any starts a good one speaking of starts independent bookstores often offer a jump start to local authors especially independently published local authors in a way that Barnes & Noble and Amazon never can and never will they give them shelf space or the opportunity to hold a signing that may be the first one they've ever done and if you're a poet many if not most bookstores have an open mic night this is more important than you might think i learned a fair amount about poets during my time as a bookseller not least of which is that the stereotype that they're all broke is pretty accurate the other thing i learned and this is far more critical is that while poets love to write they really love to perform. They are ultimately performance artists, and giving them a space to do that performance is something that indie bookstores do. And trust me on this, you have not lived until you've had a store full of people dressed like pirates on National Talk Like a Pirate Day performing pirate poetry. Yeah, that's really a thing. Indie bookstores offer all of this and more. Much more. You give them the equivalent of what it costs to see the latest Avengers movie. And they give you back 12 ounces of paper and ink and glue that contain an entire world. And a real relationship with a real person at the same time that beats the hell out of any discount you're gonna get at Amazon. Someone asked me recently, more than a year down the line, following the untimely demise of my own store, if I'd ever do it again. My answer? In a heartbeat. And someday I will. In the meantime, I'm gonna keep supporting my local indie bookstore. You get out there and do the same.